Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Angels. There are angels, and according to Scripture, God uses angels to do His will. The word angel literally means messenger. Today on Drawing Near, we witness an angel of God delivering a message to Zechariah while he was doing his once-in-a-lifetime priestly service. So please, open your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 1 and join me for a one-sided conversation. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And Father in heaven, we thank you. We thank you for your rich blessings the beginning of a new day, the relationships that you provide us with, the opportunities for ministry and service, as well as opportunities for studying your word and talking to you. I pray, Father, that you'll help us as we study your word today to grow from your word so that we can understand you better and become more like Christ. Help us to know your will for our lives. Guide us in our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 1, verse 11, we read, But as Zacharias was in the temple of the Lord and burning incense, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. Zacharias was troubled when he saw the angel, and fear gripped him. It is clear from the first several verses of this chapter that God has set this whole encounter up. God has used the casting of lots to put Zacharias in the temple at this point in time, and then to send Gabriel to him so that he could deliver this message. When Zacharias is in the temple and the angel appears to him, he is gripped with fear. Now, we don't understand what the appearance of an angel is. We don't understand the aura that the angel might present to Zacharias. But we are often told in Scripture that when angels appear to individuals, especially in the book of Revelation, that the one who is in the presence of the angel is fearful. And so Zacharias is troubled when he sees the angel. He doesn't understand what's going on, and he's gripped with fear. Then verse 13 says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your petition has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will give him the name John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or liquor, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. It is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children, and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So the angel appears to Zacharias. Zacharias is troubled and afraid. And then the angel delivers this message. In this message, we are told that Zacharias had been praying to the Lord, asking the Lord to give him a child. He and Elizabeth were childless. Elizabeth was barren. And so the angel brought good news. God has heard your prayer and he's going to answer it. And then he tells him about how God is going to use this child. The child will be a son, 
And the angel even goes as far as to say, you will name this child John. The angel says, you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. This child is not just going to bring joy and gladness to Zacharias and Elizabeth, but his coming is going to bring about rejoicing in Israel. So in verse 15, we're told, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. What an amazing thing that God sends an angel to a father and says, the child you're about to have will be great in the sight of the Lord. We often pray for our children to be saved, to be godly. This child was not just going to believe or be faithful. This child was going to be great in the sight of God. That's a wondrous thing to ponder. We're also told he will drink no wine or liquor. It gives an indication that he might be taking the Nazarite vow or becoming in the spirit of the Nazarites. And you can look that up in your scriptures. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. He wasn't going to be filled with the Holy Spirit some point in his life. When he was conceived, he was going to be filled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb. And we see later on, when Mary encounters Elizabeth, Mary is pregnant with Jesus, Elizabeth with John, that John leaps in his mother's womb in the presence of his Lord. So we see this verified in the scriptures. And then in verse 16, we're told, and he will turn many of the sons or the children of Israel back to the Lord their God. Israel had strayed. There hadn't been a prophet in Israel in 400 years, and they had become complacent. And so this individual, this John, was going to turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. And he was going to be a forerunner of the Messiah, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he was to go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. This, again, is the fulfillment of prophecy. The very next phrase in verse 17 is highlighted as fulfillment of prophecy. He is coming to turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous, so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. He was coming to herald the coming of the Messiah and to prepare the people for the Messiah's coming. Now, what we have here in Luke 1 is not a very lengthy conversation or message, but it's certainly one-sided. And in verse 18, Zacharias responds to all that he has heard from the angel. Zacharias said to the angel in verse 18, How will I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. Now, that seems to me to be a reasonable question. But he had been troubled and afraid in the angel's presence, and now he's questioning the message that the angel is delivering. How will I know this, he asked. What sign, what assurance do I have that all you're saying is true? When you say it that way, what he's really saying is, how do I know that what you're telling me is true? How do I know you're not deceiving me? How do I know that this is all going to take place? And so from that perspective, we can see how the angel would be disturbed at the unbelief of Zacharias. It may have been that Zacharias hadn't actually been praying for a son for quite a while since he and his wife were old and advanced in years. Maybe this is a prayer from long ago that the Lord has answered at this particular time. If that's the case, we need to be reminded that when we pray, God's answer comes on God's timetable. Either way, 
Zacharias questions whether or not what the angel is saying is going to come about. He doesn't understand how this is even possible since he and his wife are so old. Then in verse 19, the angel responds. He says to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And so Gabriel gives Zacharias a sampling of his power and authority and a sign that will accompany the birth of this child. He says in verse 20, And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. So we are clearly told that Zacharias did not believe the angel's words, and as a result, he is going to be silent or mute until the time of this child's birth. Then we're told in verse 21, While all this is taking place, the people were waiting for Zacharias and wondering at his delay in the temple. Evidently, this entire encounter had taken a longer period of time than they were used to. He was simply supposed to be burning incense before the Lord, and there was an understanding of how long that should take. But he was there in the temple delaying. Now, maybe part of the delay wasn't simply his conversation with Gabriel, but maybe he stayed in there a while longer, trying to speak, trying to figure out what was going on, trying to prepare himself for confronting the people, because the people had been outside praying and waiting for his return. Then we're told in verse 22, But when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple, and he kept making signs to them and remained mute. So he tried to communicate with them with signs. He tried to let them know that something spectacular had happened, and they understood that he had seen a vision. But he was unable to communicate what that vision was or who had delivered the message or the vision. And then we're told finally in verse 23, And when the days of his priestly service were ended, he still had work to do, he still had time to serve, but after it was all done, he went back home. And so this is how we have this announcement, ultimately of the Messiah's coming. The forerunner who was to herald the Messiah had been declared. The announcement had been given to Zacharias and Elizabeth. They were going to have a miraculous pregnancy and birth. Two people who should not be able to have a child were going to have a child because God was going to open Elizabeth's womb at an old age. There is much around the birth of Christ that we can ponder and wonder at. God did miraculous things, wondrous things in bringing all this to pass. And I am reminded that when God wants to accomplish a thing, There is nothing that can stand in his way. God can do wonders and miracles anytime he wants. He can suspend the physical laws and bring about his will at any time. We need to trust in him and believe. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this message. I thank you for the coming of John the Baptist, of whom Jesus said, among those born of women, there is not arisen one greater than John the Baptist. I thank you for his faithful service and the example that he sets for all of us. May we be an example to those around us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, 
or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.